This episode of Unlocked is brought to you by Gamefly. Gamefly is a way to buy and rent all your favorite games while saving money. Go to Gamefly.com, pick your favorite games, and have them mailed directly to your door. Go to Gamefly.com unlocked and start your free premium 30-day trial today. Hi everyone, I'm Alana and welcome to episode 288 of Unlocked. Today we're going to be talking about Mass Effect Andromeda and giving our first impressions. We're going to be talking about the new Xbox One controller as part of the tech series, an update to the Xbox Insider program, Dead Rising 4 DLC, Evil Within 2 rumors, and some of the awesome stuff that's happened in 2017 in games so far. I am joined by Dustin Legary. Hey everybody. Marty Sleva. Hello. And Miranda Sanchez. Hello. Oh, you two are the perfect people to start off talking about Mass Effect Andromeda as some of like the biggest it. fans in the office. Yeah. What do you guys think? I played so much. <laughs> I played so much. Please read our wiki. <laughs> how much? Uh, I don't remember how many hours, but it's many hours. I spent a lot of nights up till like three in the morning working. It's, I, there's a lot to do. That's terrifying. Yeah. I do, not, I do not envy what you're going through right now. Yeah. But you're liking it. Yes, I'm enjoying yeah. it very much. Um, as I've said a few times before, it is not to the same caliber of the original trilogy. Yeah. That being said, I'm still enjoying it a ton. I think it's a lot of fun. I love the combat. I like my writer a lot. Mm. I like my new squad. I like PB a lot and Vetra. I actually cool. don't like PB. I like her. So yeah, much. no, PB's one of my least favorite characters. I feel like you have to either really love her or hate her. I just I think, think she's she's like spam. <laughs> like the like the meat. I'm just <laughs> the <camp. laughs> She's like the the email. Like spam bots. No, I think she's just like very aggressive in her personality in a way yeah. that she feels forcefully written which overall is my biggest complaint about andromeda is that i feel like it's really expositional i feel like the writing is very in your face and things are repeated a lot which gets rid of the like appealing subtlety of the world building the original trilogy had yeah i think there's a few characters that are written better than others i think vetra is pretty pretty well balanced is she um, the girl who talks to you about religion no vetra is a Turian. No. oh yeah that's Turian. subi because i like uh, her i don't Drac, like subi at all Drac, though, oh. very much in your face <laughs> very Sort of like he plays up a lot of the tropes from the Krogan. He's the grandpa. And I'm just kind of like, really? Grandpa no, Krogan? I don't really love him. He's yeah. a gra- He's just a grandpa. He calls you kid. Krogan's basically all like old grumpy man. Old yeah, yeah, personified like all of them. Yeah. But you were saying little... with the, the female Krogan that's in this? Oh, I was so taken aback. The yeah. first time you talk to a Krogan, I'm like, oh, what's happening here? There's a female voice. And <laughs> yeah. like, I didn't expect Wait. that at all. Yeah, and I guess I was like, oh, yeah, I guess they probably have to procreate somehow. So that, that sort of makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I guess you haven't met. The female Krogan yet, huh? No, no. I only played one. So. Yeah, I mean, so my thing was, uh, you know, coming right off the heels of finishing Mass Effect 1, I am really enjoying my time with it because I, I think I'm not going in with sort of a the, the, the stigma. I don't even want to say stigma, but the baggage of 2 and 3, which everyone says are incredible games with these amazing stories. And so I'm not comparing it to that. I'm comparing it to Mass Effect 1. And mechanically, on every single level, <laughs> this game is superior. No question. And obviously, graphically, this game is superior. Um, and so Questionable. I'm, well, I mean, technically. I so far really haven't had any problem. I, I feel like this game is uh, Assassin's Creed Unity, where it's sort of like your mileage may vary in terms of oh, glitches and bugs. Because yeah. I reviewed Unity and had none of them. Yeah. And so far I'm like five or six hours into Andromeda and I've had no bugs and I've been totally fine with facial animation. I've just sort of come to terms with the fact that any game where you are allowed to create your character, you're not going to get the caliber of facial animations that you get in something like Gears or Absolutely. a Naughty Dog game. Basically they have to stretch features across the face and then they have to emote in the exact same way. Yeah. For all of these different kinds of features, yeah. which is really unnatural, and mm-hmm. I get it. But, uh, Destin, I saw you made something hideous in the character creation. Oh, yeah. I made a few really, really <laughs> dumb-looking characters. Did it while we were at Bioware, uh, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Destin, what are you doing? You're embarrassing <laughs> it's, us. <laughs> it's really fun to make uh, dumb-looking characters and then see what they look like when they start speaking and everything in yeah. the game. Uh, yeah, on the animation front, though, I do have to say that, uh, for me, it's it's difficult when you're experiencing a really emotional cutscene or something that's supposed to be impactful, and like my character just looks off, there's something like not right about their facial features. Emoting, they don't and move enough. Not the weird looking no, one, yeah. but yeah, I feel like they don't. They just don't move enough to convey emotion. The, the mm-hmm. faces when they're supposed to be tense just look kind of blank, and I I do think it pulls me out of the experience. But at the same time. You know, I love Bethesda games, as in Fallout, Skyrim. I don't think they've ever had amazing facial animations, but it's Mm -hmm. never pulled me out of the experience. So it's not, I don't, it's totally bearable. I mean, I think the the problem is the closer we get to the Uncanny Valley, the more noticeable those nuanced flaws are going to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember them saying with uh, Forza, 
with Forza Motorsport specifically, that they had to intentionally put scuff marks and flaws on cars that they would put in that game so that they wouldn't look sure. too perfect. Yeah. And then people wouldn't realize that they're not yeah. realistic. And that came in a really good facial animation. Yeah. yeah. Really, really good faces yeah. on those cars. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Everyone's been piling on about facial animations. I feel like it's kind of beating a dead horse. But one thing I do want to commend them for is, like you said, the combat's really, really good. Yeah. Like when you start building your powers together and doing biotic combos or tech combos, there's just huge explosions. The sound design is absolutely phenomenal. So I good. love the music. I love the sound effects with every, every explosion mm-hmm. and every... Uh, uh, interaction, even a lot of the voice acting is really good. Some of yeah. it, so, I feel, but, is hammy. But so yeah. I think all the core characters you interact with are fantastic. Like mm-hmm. you won't hear somebody who sounds off, except mm-hmm. for like people in the background that are yelling somewhere on the Nexus that you don't ever talk go, to. Go go go! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like at least to your point, like sure, some of the animations don't really convey the same emotion. Um, I think you at least get through the the voice acting. Yeah, and talk. I really like how you're not sort of. Uh, you're not locked in place uh, at the beginning of the game. You're not locked out of certain powers just because of like what class you picked. I like the fact that uh, we've compared to the Souls games to where very quickly you can sort of dabble in anything you want and you can mm-hmm. really create the character you want, which is cool for abilities because chaining them together feels really good too. Yeah, like yeah. a lot of the abilities speak to each other in really interesting ways, which does make the combat like really satisfying and really yeah. good. So the stuff that I spoke about in my preview uh, a couple of months ago, where I spoke about that mm-hmm. and I spoke about uh, the crafting. Mm-hmm. As you played more hours, like, how do you like both of those things? How do you feel like they evolved? Like, I had just the smallest amount of insight to the crafting. So I've done a little bit of crafting, mostly because for my game of how I'm playing for work is, like, I just have to go straight through for the walkthrough and with some side stuff and some tip things. Um, But for crafting, I've been kind of just finding armor. So you, you get research points that you can then allocate to buy certain... Um, blueprints and you can look through all the blueprints in like the final stage like level five of them and i like that unlocks at level 30 yes and i like that building them yourself yeah you can see that so you can kind of say hey i know i'm going to be super tech heavy so i want to find an armor that is good for tech and then you can do that and then just kind of plan your way for crafting the entire way through Mm -hmm. um so that's kind of how i've been doing it and i really like how that works and there's certain perks you can get so you can constantly get um, research points which is what you use to make blueprints and then you can also of course um, have like set deliveries of like materials based on like the another perk system. Mm-hmm. There are so many it's, systems. So yeah. there's like a farming system. So yeah. Automated. So Andromeda viability points are points you get for unlock the crowd pods, right? Yes. Yeah. So as you establish, is this a different language? Oh, the MVPs to get the crowd pods. Yes. Yeah. So as you establish outposts and kind of build up these colonies, you get points to wake up more people. And when you wake up more people, oh. you get perks. Okay. And so it's like, hey, like we wake up more scientists. Huh. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, hey, we woke up scientists so that way they can do research for us. Oh, so you I get like that, that research for unlocking blueprints. Oh. Or I could say, I want combat specialists that will go and get me specific organic materials. Mm-hmm. Or I want some people who are good at finance and they're going to pay me. Oh, and so, so it's like a, it's like a meta game, like a passive meta yes. game that mm-hmm. occurs in. Yeah, so like Assassin's Creed did a good job of that back in the day with like Brotherhood, Brotherhood. and Revelations. Yeah. Yes, I, I compare it yeah. to that often. There's yeah. actually strike missions you can do also yeah. that are very similar to Brotherhood, oh, that's where cool. you can what, just they, say pigeon coops. Sorta, yeah. Oh. It was sort of like that. <laughs> Isn't that where you did the missions? Like you go to the pigeon coop, yeah, and then you'd you would get say, the, yeah, make someone else go, do it. go attack people. Same way like yeah. 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 you like send your ships off to battle. I did so much. It's really really fun. Yeah, I like it. It's just a little thing you check in. It's like how's my team doing, and then you send them back out, and they learned a new skill. I'm like, oh, good job, team. Yeah, send that guy to do more work. How are the missions that are on different planets? Like, are they just? The way it was sold to me at that preview event was that there would be actual side quests on different planets. Some you would just scan for resources. Yeah. Like, uh, is there a lot of variety there? Uh, yeah. So there's it's overwhelming many levels oh. of side quests that was really hard for us to figure out for wikis too because mm-hmm. we're like, all right, how are we going to split this up? Um, so you have your main your priority ops, which are your main missions, um, and then you have relationship missions. So that's mm-hmm. just people you get from your crew, um, and then you have location specific missions that are like gonna benefit the world and growing your outpost and getting in like viability for that world so you can have more people live there hmm. um and then of course like some of it's just like helping the natives there or you know yeah like I feel you like said like scanning stuff or in the opening hours i've, I've come across a lot of sort of busy work side so quests. much those are yeah. usually the tasks which are the throwaway like hey this person wants to interview you the fact that they're even called sometime. tasks like no one wants to do a task ever yeah. not, not, not in real life not in games yeah. it's like yeah, calling it a chore yeah. Yeah. yeah so like those are like the lowest priority and i think there are fewer of them and a lot of them are ones that are on hold so it's like hey go interview with this person right now it's I'm on hold later. till she's ready for later and she'll send you an email um yeah. so it's like 
to- obviously totally optional. Yeah. But it's like also in the lists of quests you have, they are at the very bottom. So obviously okay. the priority is yeah. not there, there. There's a few of those side quests where you're just kind of like, oh, okay, I'm going to go find what is this? Yeah. Like you end up in like a really surprising scenario where you have to make a major decision cool. for the game. Uh, and uh, that caught me off guard two or three times already. And I'm only on Volt. So I still have two planets to get to. Also, one of those tasks is a relationship option. So nice. Have you ever wanted to date a task yeah. before? Yeah. <laughs> so one of the, the people who has I a mean, task for you. You said relationship option. Uh, obviously, one of the big things in this game is the good banging, as Bioware yes. put it. How's the good banging? Two sex scenes so far. Nice. Yeah, they're pretty oh, good. Okay. They're pretty good. I mean, for video games. Graphic. Yes. Oh, well. It's like, yeah. how nice. do you feel it's, about... It's kind of boring. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, graphic yeah. and boring? How does that work? No, no, no. Wait, boring? They're porn. They're like porn. porn. Oh, so. I thought yeah, you said boring. Like yeah. Software porn. Right. Yeah. A little bit. Like, cool. They are full on nudity. But the good thing is that they always ask you beforehand. They're like, hey, do you, do you want to do this? Like, mm-hmm. a lot of the scenes give you an opt-out. Like, if it's not the kind of relationship you want, if you mm-hmm. just rather be casual cool. or if you'd rather be super intimate. And are some characters, um, Some characters flirting with each other are awkward but i think it's supposed to be written that way because mm-hmm. oh. like sarah writer seems charming. to be more awkward than mm-hmm. scott interesting yeah when i'm flirting with people with sarah it's not, it's not she's, she's yeah. really like, doing, humbly and i yeah. kind of like it because scott's not that way at all yeah. like, he's very straightforward um and how is charming. the like density of building those relationships like in a lot of games you build a relationship by saying something nice a couple of times and there's not so, really a lot of depth to that. Yeah, you you have that same kind of thing going, but then a lot of times you'll have to do a quest or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, no, you have to keep doing that. No, I'm just laughing at like, if you're them. thinking of like real relationships, how do I get a girlfriend? <laughs> just do, do a quest. Do quests for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah sort of. Get her something nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's too far. Um, <laughs> um, so you have that and then usually they'll have like an extra scene before you can actually go with like a full romance with them, depending on the kind of relationship they want. Like there's this one character who she just wants like casual stuff. And so you just catch her being kind of drunk at one point and like you're kind of nice to her. And then Mm -hmm. after that, she talks about like how she's super stressed. And then you end up like either being able to be in a casual relationship with her or like kind of say, hey, I want something serious. Then you kind of wait. So what happens if you cheat on someone? Uh, I don't know. I haven't done that yet. It's really far in the game. So. Yeah, I don't know if it locks you in. Uh, I've been romancing Liam. I'm playing as a lady shepherd or lady writer. Wow, I was trying to proud of you. I like her. I like her, the charming aspect. Like she starts out awkward, she gains more confidence that she goes through. I really, yeah. really like her arc as a character so far. And, I like that uh, they are like their personalities are a little different. Yeah, they're, they're different people. Like yeah. that's one big yeah. thing. It's like Sarah and Scott are not the same. Yeah. Surprise, not twins are not the same people. Sorry, I only had to say that a billion times in my life. Sorry, it was a twin. Didn't know. Yeah. Uh, her relationship with uh, Liam is really, really interesting, and uh, there's a few touching moments that where you learn more about his character. Where I'm just kind of like, "Oh, that's like really sweet," mm. you know. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it kind of stinks that like the character stuff takes a while to get to, and that is definitely part of the strength of Mass Effect in all the games, yeah. at least for me. Um, and it does take some digging to get there. So um, one of yeah. the things that I liked most about the original games is. Oh, sorry, the change I liked the most from the original games is the the way that your personality changes through dialogue choices because it's not Paragon and Renegade anymore. Yeah. How do you feel about how that is progressing? Like, do you like the... It's. I think it's logic and yeah, emotion now um, or something? It's always red, right? It's red with a circle every time. I haven't, encountered, I haven't encountered any other thing on the side besides a red pull the trigger. Wait. Oh, right. So there are those action items. Like, if you want to do something that's, like, really harsh or especially affectionate, um, those still exist. So, like, sometimes, like, you can, there's, like, an option to either attack someone or kill somebody or instead, like, push someone off of hmm. you or hug them or do something kill or kiss. kind. Yeah, like, you can do, kill like, those are, like, high emotion things. Uh-huh. Um, so those still pop up, which I'm, I like. Yeah. Uh, but, but those are always right trigger, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, but there's not, like, a right or left. Um, I do kind of miss some of the duality of that, um, Paragon and Renegade, because it does feel like your character is more scripted. Even though you change what they say and how they say it and how they're presented, um, it doesn't entirely feel like it changes what your character or how they act mm-hmm. or how they're perceived. But, I mean, this is only my first playthrough, so I don't really know how much that changes. There's been, a, there's been a few just regular decisions without the the reticle or whatever that uh, I've just had to sit there and really think about it. Like, am I going to do this or that in this yeah, scenario? Yeah, there are some... And I like that it made me actually pause and consider. Yeah, there's also in your codex, I think, you can kind of track what decisions you're keeping. Like, every little thing, like how often you talk to people mm. or like how much you know about them, which I like. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't yeah, those talk are to them at all, it's personality like, stats. Uh, yeah, you can do that too. So like just for Ryder, they have personality stats. But if mm-hmm. you look into like your crew 
oh, with other crew people. stats, like you can just see, like, oh, this person wants their time alone, and you do that. That's cool. There's and then sit- other people, it's like, you talk to them on your free time and do all this yeah. other stuff. So it, it keeps track of those kinds of things in weird ways. That's cool. Inversely, there's other decisions where I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right now. Well, I was going to ask you, as the show's uh, resident Mass Effect fan, what's your favorite thing and least favorite thing about it? Uh, least favorite thing is definitely I feel let down about the animation quality. Yeah. I really wish they had more time. I feel like it had to get out for the quarter and I don't know if there were pressures there or whatever, but yeah. I, I'm just – I wish it would have had a little bit more time in the oven yeah. oven there because I feel like they could have addressed these concerns from the community. Um, my favorite thing is definitely the world exploration and the mm-hmm. combat stuff. Well, they kind of go hand in hand. Uh, I go to Vold and I do every single side quest and I, I know that planet now. Like I know, oh, OK, yeah, that's the place where the base is where I took down the shield and, and took out that guy and got the really cool, cool loot. And uh, I just I love driving around and finding new stuff and finding like those secret side quests I brought up before where I just sit there and have to really think about the decision I'm about to make. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And like you said, it is kind of beating a dead horse. But just to touch on the facial animations one more time, there's been some like kind of confusing information regarding the lead facial animator of the game. There was this Mm -hmm. girl who's known for being a cosplayer who had in her Twitter and Facebook bio saying that she was the lead uh, facial animator and basically someone wrote a blog post that effectively single-handedly blamed her for it, even though we know that that's a lot of people who work. work. Yeah, Mm. it's it's a lot of people who work on that. But then Bioware said, they released something that basically said, don't abuse anyone, but also this is false. So it seems like she may have lied or miscommunicated. We don't really know. Um, Point being, one... It's always a team of people who work on things. Blaming one person doesn't help. And two, just you're allowed to criticize someone for lying, but don't be a dick. Like, so, just don't harass people. That's people have been dumb. super mean to her, and they're like, "We're just criticizing her for saying something untrue." And it's like, I, no, I not, used, you use several well, you're swears. her for being a woman, first and foremost. Well, I saw the so. word "whore" quite a bit, yeah. and it's just, it's unnecessary. Yeah. Um. So stop doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Though I feel like probably no one who listens to the show is so. Anyway, uh, there's a new Xbox One controller as part of the tech series. You, you've seen this, Dustin. Yeah, it's I saw it on cool. Twitter. Yeah, uh, so it's $70 out April 25th. It has, like, rubberized grips on it. I like the look of it. It's, and it yeah. looks like a cheaper, like, uh, heftier, more grippy version of the base controller. Yeah. And I kind of like that. It has a lot of the, the look and aesthetic stuff that I like about the Pro for 70 bucks. Well, it's basically got uh, some, like, gold emblemy stuff on the front. No idea what any of that means or what it's a reference I mean, I think, to. Yeah. I feel like I read that they were trying to go for like a military look, but it's not yeah. like a gaudy military look. Like it's subtle. It's subtle a yeah. accent. Yeah. Kind of looks like it belongs in Destiny to me. Like the way that's that... The, Destin likes it. I agree. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but that's like the, the, yeah. It does. The designs yeah. look really space age, um, but it doesn't have the expanded functionality of the Elite. So it's not actually adding anything more, which is why it's only $70. It just looks cooler and has the um, rubberized grips. So I think it's kind of confusing. I find it weird that there's now different, multiple SKUs of controllers. Well, we have the Elite. We have the regular controller. We have also all of the... Uh, Custom ones. The custom ones. So it's, yeah, there and are you can make your own controller. Well, those are the, the custom, custom ones. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of the custom ones from like PAX, the ones that we saw at PAX. Yeah, those are still just different faceplates, though, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's technically the same thing. Um, I mean, I have only three. It's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. I have no complaints about having multiple options for controllers. I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah. But at the same time, like calling it the tech series it's and really only having rubber added and not anything else is, is confusing to me. Rubber is one of the core technologies. <laughs> everyone's favorite modern tech rubber, rubber. yeah <laughs> uh but it was on uh, majornelson.com and he introduced it by talking about the scorpio so the idea could be that maybe it will be bundled with the scorpio i don't really know why that would happen really? um yeah. i don't know yeah well he his blog post literally is like we've got the scorpio coming out later this year and this is coming out later this year but right now we have this controller so he introduces this controller by talking about Scorpio? That's really weird. I feel like that's when you, yeah. you get a, t- a writing test in like middle school. And you're like, what does it belong? Out? Yeah, yeah, right? You're like, well, <laughs> like, where's out. this leap of logic here? <laughs> yeah, it's like, which sentence <laughs> yeah. of A, B, C, or D is not supposed to be here? Yeah, yeah it's a little strange. And, uh, in regards to Scorpion controllers, I've seen a lot of people saying that they think or hope that the Elite controller is going to be bundled with Scorpio. Oh, man, that'd which be so cool. I find think the opposite. Yeah, I don't think so. Think Ryan I also, wrote on the doc that that is 100% not happening. I don't know if oh, that's yeah. opinion or if he knows that somehow. I'm, I'm sure it's opinion. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think, I think it'd be great if there was a SKU without a controller because I don't need an extra controller. And so if I could get it for that's cheaper because point. of a lack of controller, that'd huh. be great. I don't think there's that many people who have that situation though. 
I th- I think a majority of Scorpio owners are going to be Xbox One owners. I feel owners. like you're probably right. I don't know. Like the way Phil was talking about it when he was here a couple weeks ago, it was like the hardest of the hardcore. Yeah. Um, I skipped the X. I'd want another controller, though. I already have one, but I could always use another. Yeah. Yeah. I would actually, I don't know. That seems like a weird. If our controllers now work with PC, it might work with Scorpio. Oh, no. It'll absolutely be the same controller. I mean, I say absolutely not knowing, but yes, it'll absolutely be the same controller. Yeah. The the tech series is going to work with Windows 10, Samsung Gear VR. um, So I'm positive that. It'll work with the Scorpio as well as everything else would. But, I mean, that's, yeah. that's an interesting point. Like, I already have two Xbox One controllers. And you can just go I, to Dustin's desk and steal one. Exactly. <laughs> I only have one. They're all fun. Yeah. That's why I hide yeah. mine in my desk. Yep. <laughs> it's a real <laughs> thing. We have to hide our stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't need another controller, but at the same time, like, in theory, couldn't you just trade it in? Well, in theory, just don't give it to me. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to have to trade it's it It's never in. happened before. So we're just yeah, I know. This is different. I'm really curious yeah. to know how people would not want a controller with their... Console. One. Wait, wait, wait. You want a console with no controller? Yeah, because I have several Xbox One controllers. They're going to bundle it with at least one controller. Yeah, but if I could get one for $20 cheaper without a controller, that'd be great. Or in in theory, $60. Yeah, uh, controllers don't cost $60, though. They probably cost like $15. The manufacturer, you mean. That's true. Um, I have the day one edition of the Xbox One, meaning it says day one on the front. So I don't use that controller. Because yep. I don't want to because it has that on the front of it and I don't want to lose that. So I just have never used that controller. Yeah. They should have the day Scorpio well. launches, they should have a controller that's like the day twelve hundred controller. <laughs> it would be cool if they had a day one Scorpio controller. Yeah. That that would like kind of justify they came that, with a but. day one Scorpio. Yeah. A Scorpio. Like zero for day zero, basically. Leave. Just get out. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not feeling yeah. that one. <laughs> a lot of a cruel host. <laughs> but I, I mean I really like uh that we have variety. Like, I don't think that there's a problem with having too many controllers, basically. Um, and, you know, this is launched as the Tech Series, which to me makes it sound like there will be multiple of these. And we did a video at PAX East of uh, the different designs of custom controllers. Yeah. Those are just different faceplates. They're not actually different yeah. functionalities. And so. they're, like, of a lot of upcoming games like uh, Crackdown and Sea of Thieves and State of Decay. There's an IGN one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a bunch of different ones. And, you know, I, I, I'm going to get one of the custom ones one of these days. One of these days. Make a cool watermelon color one. Why? I just really like the combination of pink and green. You like watermelons? Yeah. Cool. Big fan. Great. Uh, pink right. and green. Look at that. Exactly. Uh, intentional. That was not intentional. Right. <laughs> Completely intentional. Uh, next that up. Color, the hair color wasn't even intentional. Absolutely intentional. That was a, that was a mistake. That, that is libel. I don't know what you're talking Looks about. Looks great. For everyone who's listening to the audio version, my hair is pink. Uh, next up, Xbox Insider Program has bunch, had a bunch of upgrades. I think this is really cool. Um, so those who don't know, the Xbox Insider Program basically encourages Xbox gamers to give feedback on content uh, that's still in development. So it's something you can find on your dashboard and opt into, and then you have the option to pick which programs you would like to be a part of. So the ones that they are adding are arena tournaments. Uh, we heard about tournaments, I think, at E3 last year. Yeah, it was a while ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it hasn't really been built since then, but it basically uh, lets you... People can host a tournament. They are focusing on wargaming right now. So you can host a tournament, and then you can find other people's tournaments straight from your dashboard, which is basically just encouraging more competitive play. And I've spoken about this before, but I played Gears of War 1 competitively, and we had to use terrible third-party websites that sometimes people would lie about their scores at the end of matches. (laughs) Like, it was a mess. It was not as easy as it sounds. So this just totally formalizes all of that, and I think is really exciting for esports stuff. Oh, for sure. Like, I think esports or getting into esports on consoles just seems like an impossible thing yeah. at mm-hmm. least with dota and stuff like there's so many ways with like dota buff and like um other really great online assets for um, yeah. mobas and stuff to figure that out and to kind of like get your mmr and see where you rank against everybody else um dota stuff what the hell is an mmr anyway. <laughs> y'all want to talk about dota is that like a, it's like my job to mention it you're going to check up <laughs> to get my mmr um so uh having this kind of contextualizes where you are mm-hmm. and i think I mean, probably. Um, and also, just being able to join in tournaments is fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, hey, I just want to, you know, join a tournament for myself someday. So yeah. you just train up and then go do it. It's a really yep. cool way yep. for new people to get into esports as well. Like, you know, a lot of people who are really good at games would never even consider that they could play professionally. And then this kind of thing comes around, and you're like, wait, I'm actually very good at this. Like, you're not just playing ranked. Yeah. It's an actual tournament. The LFG stuff, I feel like Destiny is the reason that exists because they just had no functionality for that. So the community went out and started building those things. Right. Yeah. On yeah. Reddit, and I then, know. I, I used Reddit yeah. to do raids. Uh, yeah. OG Destiny. So LFG, for those who don't know, I think is looking for game. It Warfare. basically lets you 
you effectively act as a host saying that you want to play a certain thing and then mm-hmm. people can who also want to play that thing can find you and you can yeah. group together but it also lets people see like the stats that they have for specific games so if you're trying to in, do it in for, this aspect so like yes like the reason i say destiny was sort of a catalyst is because like that was the first game where it really needed it and didn't have it mm-hmm. yeah and I'm sure a lot of people were like, hey, this is a service that we could add pretty easily for all games, not just Destiny. Yeah. And uh, I'm happy to see it's implemented. Yeah, because you can do that kind of with your friends. Like you can put a mm-hmm. beacon or whatever on yeah. and say, hey, I want to play this game. Yeah. Um, but having it open to the community Casting is away. way better. Yeah. Beacons never worked for me either. No, like Because I would be much. trying to get achievements for an old game and put a beacon up there and no one ever responded to it. Whereas this basically opens it up to everyone. And cool thing about LFG is that it lets you see like the K to D ratios of anyone who's playing with you. So you can like pick 1. people 0. to join. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Um, and like totally tailor a team based on skill. Sucks for people who have bad ratios, but... Um, but then they can band together and get better together. Exactly. Yeah. You can have like... The a, bad news bears of uh, destiny. <laughs> a, a dunce hat yeah. LFG group. That'd It'll be, be great. great. Uh, um, this is really cool too because this is just the first in a litany of updates that's coming to just the core Xbox One UI as a whole yeah. that are going to be launching over the next couple months, uh, which is really exciting because I got to see some of these at GDC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like first and foremost, uh, they're getting rid of sort of the, the preview window on the dashboard where it's like when you pop to the dashboard, you sort of have your game still running in a window. And they're getting rid of that because A, doesn't really need to be there. And B, that is a huge memory suck. And so the reason the Xbox One's dashboard part, partly is sort of slow and and not a one-to-one response is mm. because of that. And playing around with the new dash, it is instant. Did, Everything is instant. Did they move the games tab? Because that's the worst. Yes. It is yeah. like my biggest problem with this is that I've, I've – had my Xbox One since launch, and I am not familiar with it. Like, I can't navigate it with my eyes closed. Uh, seeing what the new one looks like, it is so much sleeker and sort of closer to that 360 perfection, yeah. uh, which is super exciting. And then the other thing uh, which you have here is for Achievement Hunters, it is you yes. can, uh, in any game, you can choose up to five achievements that you're going after, and then uh, you can put this little box in the corner of the screen, wherever the screen, wherever corner you want, and choose the opacity. And it's pretty much a progress meter for that specific achievement. So if it's like kill 100 bears in Far Cry, you can have that up there, and every time you kill one, you'll see like, oh, I only need 75 bears left. Um, yeah. So what I do now, if I'm going for an achievement, is is jump to the achievements tab, look at like the progress. Some games it doesn't even seem to yeah. map right. So ideally this lets you have it on your screen at all times mm-hmm. so you know exactly how well you're doing yeah. it. And I love that. Yeah, I think it's really cool for people who just want to, especially for these big open world games who just want to yeah. like, mess around for a couple hours. It's going to be cool for Crackdown. Yeah, really good for collectibles as well. Mm-hmm. Like know how close you are to actually having it. Yeah, especially yeah. for games that don't have a tracker on how many collectibles you've gotten. And if yeah. that for the Whitney has, team. Yeah, be yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, so, gonna, how does it feel to be replaced by a tracker? <laughs> um, well, you still need to know where they are. So. Yeah. <laughs> Suck a tracker. And, uh, the Achievement Hunters thing also has a tab in LFG. So basically, if you are going for a certain achievement, you can let people online know and everyone can jump in and help you with that achievement, especially working for multiplayer games, which I think is really cool. It seems like something that should have existed for a really long you time. You guys remember like when you're playing multiplayer and there's those two sitting in the corner trying to do something weird? Yeah. yeah. I love yes, that. What are you guys doing over there? It's like, oh, we're trying to get this achievement. Oh, okay, With Left 4 Dead 2. Oh, you're I trying had... to get blood kills in Destiny? I know what you guys yeah. are up to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Left 4 Dead 2, a bunch of my friends and I would try and get achievements for each other, meaning that we had to be on separate teams like humans and zombies. And it's one is like uh, ride one of the jockeys into acid or something like that. Uh, or have them push you into acid. I don't, I don't remember, but it would be a bunch of really specific things that meant that we split up into groups yeah. and would each like try and help each other get these <laughs> dumb achievements. It's like it completely breaks the game, but I mean, it was fun. It's almost yeah. fun that way too, just because it's like a really weird, obscure time of like getting cooperation from other people to yeah. help you yeah. accomplish this goal. Yeah, so the cool thing about this is that now you can effectively do that with everyone and communicate just by pressing a button on this tab to say what you're going for rather than needing chat or anything like that, which, I mean, I think this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another upgrade is custom profile pitches. Yep. You can upload from your phone, console, or Windows 10 PC. And uh, it said, the quote is, expect it to be in preview longer than other features to ensure it's great for everyone when released. Pretty sure this is because of dicks. Yeah, this has been a problem. this was their quote. This has been a problem for (laughs) custom pictures since literally in Perfect Dark for Nintendo 64, they were going to have a feature to where you could take a picture with the Game Boy camera and upload it as your face. And it's, it rare, I think, was pretty much like, yeah, it's just all dicks. Like, we can't do this. Like, everyone's <laughs> just going to be running around with a penis head. People <laughs> oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah the, best, the best kind of porn was Uno porn back <sighs> on the 360. Yeah. So bad. So, I mean, Uno. I, I think that <laughs> Facebook has, like, a dick filter. 
that they have like mapped out what a a dick pic should look like so that they can find it and take it down like automatically There's flag it. it. I wonder if that's legitimately what this is. They're like, maybe we had to put this in preview so we could test it to figure out how exactly we can track what a penis looks like uh, without needing. I really to. like the idea. So they're like, so like, what if it's just like a phallic thing? But it's not. A penis. Yeah, they'll probably still think it's a dick. I really like just the idea like that it. there's this like. Like janitor at MIT, like Will Hunting, and he's just found the algorithm for how to get talks out of this. <laughs> like he's like a genius. He could be curing cancer or putting us on Mars, but he's just trying to get dicks out of, out of your gamer. Pick. Someone's got to do it. Some teacher yeah. takes him under his wing. Yeah, he's yeah. like showing him pictures of <laughs> under his wing. That's what he, yeah. that's what he's under. But like, there's no question that when they pitch this, and it seems like a no-brainer. Like we have our own custom profile photos for everything now. Mm-hmm. Basically. This is one of the few social networks being Xbox Live that we can't do that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're going to be like, well, what do we do about all the nudes? <laughs> like, yeah. We got to do yeah. something about that. Yeah. And there's more uh, things than just dick pics. Yeah, you know. guys. It's true. Come on, equal opportunity. It's 2017. That uh, boob pics? Oops. Yeah. I've been oh, sent you got so like naked aliens and Mass Effect. It's- that's yeah. fine, though. If someone has a profile picture that's a naked alien, like I'd be like, eh. <laughs> that's cool. It's like, like really like uh, anatomically correct. Just like severely correct. That's weird. Yeah, that's still fine. I don't know why that's fine, but I don't have a problem. <laughs> or Total Recall. Yeah. 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 It could be, but I mean, yeah, that's going to be really hard for them to Wait, do. Do they show, going back to Mass Effect, do they show penises in Mass, Mass Effect? I don't know. Probably Everything not. Else. Probably not. Okay. What a Turian. I was about, no, I was going straight to Kroger. So oh, they don't you, show genitals. You only oh. romance a female Turian. Mm. So. What about Asari's? They, sorry, they just show breasts, I think. But in the codex, it explains how <laughs> that works. Well, Asaris yeah. are adaptable sexually, yeah, right? Yeah, they can. So they, like, change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they have anyone's what, babies. What do you guys think an Elcor dunk looks like? Yeah. Polygon, pants, I think it was Polygon wrote an article um, ranking all of the most bangable aliens, and yep. they didn't put Asaris as number one. But Asaris they, were number four. That's insane to me. <laughs> yeah. well, you should absolutely really hold that one out of your pocket very quickly. Borcha was number 25, and I laughed. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was also uh, what were the dumb dogs called? I just forgot. I had it on. Baron. 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 Yeah, I was like, dogs. dumb. <laughs> they no, were number the 20. Dumb, the dumb ones. I know. The Baron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, weird Why are the Baron so high? This is bestiality. <laughs> they, we had a not... pretty intense conversation about that yesterday, about whether having sex with aliens is bestiality. I, I think we yeah. yeah we did the same thing at Beyond yeah we did <laughs> still, still don't know it's very we're cool. sorry Ryan also what do you think Elcor sex is like why do you keep bringing that up I, should I be concerned that you no I want to know what two Elcor pretty... like Elcor like their 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 pillow oh, talk could be pretty I'm pretty sure it's pretty, pretty slow yeah pretty like, slow but it's also like very like having a good intense time. pleasure this yeah. is ejaculation <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it'd be kind of poetic yeah. <laughs> like, and it ends with just love. <laughs> like, admiration. Lovingly. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, back to <laughs> Xbox Live. Uh, so, on top of giving us custom profile pitches, <laughs> nailed that segue, uh, <laughs> that it almost everything seems like they're trying to expand this into more of a social platform than it currently is. So, right yeah. now, you can already... You post things, like, as you do things, you can post screenshots, clips. Um, people comment on my stuff a lot, even though I don't interact with it whatsoever um, and I'll just like get a comment on an achievement and be like on your mm. Xbox yeah, yeah. Like, I, post, I didn't do anything to do with this I don't really I know I take what you're doing. pictures and little videos all the time Did and you? then I realize people comment on them I'm like oh people actually see this and can right. you do like status updates almost too now yeah mm-hmm. because like I know I have an app and I use it to, for my controller sometimes because I'm lazy mm-hmm. and that's what it's for and I, like I go to my notifications like, oh, I have things to say yeah, yeah. but they've never really played into that and that like all of us are like huh yeah, That's they have thing. the clubs yeah. now. Yeah. So you can do those. And they're yeah, also there's a lot of you hide features. things from your profile now and pin things to your profile, which I think is really cool. So it's like. I have to hide stuff a lot when I get review copies and I have early I have access. I don't do that. I just break embargo. Someone, I've, I'm playing ukulele for review on Xbox One, and someone messaged me last night and said, You're not playing ukulele. And I was like, but I, I am. <laughs> like, what? Like, I need to. I definitely. <laughs> now am. I want to break embargo just to prove to you. <laughs> I just want to start streaming this. Uh, speaking of which, there's also a join broadcast button so that uh, you can put it on your profile so you can access your streams yeah, on the Xbox Hub. Yeah, oh, and it's nice. heavily integrated with Beam, which is Microsoft's first-party streaming service. Mm. Yeah. I've never heard of that. It's yeah. I didn't it's hear of very, it until that yeah. appointment uh, oh. month ago. Yeah. Yeah. Beam. Yeah. And uh, one of the last things is you can now uh, filter games by platform in your game library. So you can choose between Xbox, Xbox. One and 360. And I was kind of wondering if that will end up being Scorpio-compatible will be a part of that. If that yeah. would be a filter, I mean, we don't know. We don't know what 
how Scorpio games are going to be optimized. Like if it's going to be taking Sony's approach where certain games get the PS4 Pro patch. Mm-hmm. And like we don't know what Microsoft's going to do with games from the back catalog. Like is Rise going to get a get a Scorpio patch? Rise is yeah. fun. Oh, yeah. That game's gorgeous well, though too. That's repetitive but fun. It's such a good game to show people. Yeah. yeah. Like how, it's still real so pretty. pretty and gory. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. How was the Kinect support? I love it. It's I, like I, I champion that. I've probably spoken about that on the show before, but I love connecting that game because you just yell like, fire the catapults! And oh, I do. yeah, yeah. Oh, it was so great. Mm-hmm. All right, pick connect. I use mine. I still, I still have mine unplugged. I yell at it all the time. That doesn't, I still have mine unplugged. <laughs> I have to leave mine at home because the only way that my parents know how to use my Xbox is with Connect. So they only Xbox. know how to turn it. Apolana. They only well, they have done oh, that once. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Stop screaming! Everything's Your phone open starts blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think it's it's like especially for Rise, and there was like one other game that I used it for. I overused it, and then for everything else, just never. Yeah, like not even once. I don't think I've ever used it for a game that's not like Just Dance. Mm-hmm. And it so does work really well for Just Dance. Yeah. I think Just Dance is best on the Xbox. Oh, I guess I used to use it for, like, the fitness app when that was around. It was, uh, Shape Up? Oh, no, that's the Ubisoft one. No, just, like, the Xbox yeah, like, Fitness. Xbox yeah. Fitness, yeah. 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 I love that. Want to take a quick minute in the middle of the show here to tell you about Gamefly, the sponsor for Unlock this week. They are, of course, as many of you know, the leading video game rental service. They've got now over 9,000 titles to choose from. $60 is a lot to commit to a game without knowing if you definitely like it. Gamefly.com lets you give it a try before you buy. They let you keep the games as long as you want. You never have to worry about late fees. You can cancel anytime. And guess what? Now... They've got movie rentals for you as well, so making the service a little a little more premium for you. In fact, the premium trial that we're offering here allows you to check out two games and or movies at one time. You can only get this offer by visiting GameFly.com slash unlocked. One more time, that's GameFly.com slash unlocked. So if you want to try before you buy, be sure to give GameFly a try. Now go sign up, start playing all your favorite games absolutely free for 30 days, let's get back to Unlocked. Dead Rising 4 is getting a new DLC. Um, it's called Frank Rising, and it basically turns Frank into a zombie who is looking for a cure, uh, but he still has to eat, but not food. So it seems like... I get it. Yeah, he has to eat humans. Yeah. Yep. Oh, no. Uh, and you're, like, trying to... Classic Frank. As, Solve the mystery. <laughs> as quickly as you can, uh, find a permanent cure, whereas I think in the most recent games it was Zombrex for people who were turning mm-hmm. was the name of it, but it was never permanent. You'd have to use it, like, every six days. So the idea is he's already basically a zombie, and uh, when you eat humans, they were kind of vague about this, but you get new strengths and abilities, so... Yeah, that's, like, real so What would you want a cure? Yeah, I, I think know. that it's stronger. a turning point. He doesn't want to go full zombie, and there's also oh. still people he cares about, so he okay. wants to save them. Okay. I think uh, everyone should just uh, start working on a Stubbs a Zombie sequel. That would be cool. That would be cool. wonderful. But you also, I love Dead Rising. Bowl. Dead Rising rules. Like, oh, cool. I didn't the play... The guy who made that helped make Halo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You made Stubbs a Zombie? Yeah. Yeah, John Halo. Oh. Yeah. John Halo? <laughs> yeah, the creator of Halo. Titular hero. John Halo. John 117 Halo? Yeah. My boyfriend? Like, yeah, your boyfriend John Halo. <laughs> Um, there's also the Super Ultra Dead Rising Mini Golf, which includes specialized golf clubs and balls, plus power-ups and online multiplayer options. Uh, that is that sounds worth it. Pretty much exactly what it sounds like, and um, it actually looks super fun. I totally slept on this game last year. It came out so late in the year, like I came out during crazy time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it came out in December, so like I think I was reviewing The Last Guardian at the time, and then I did over oh, yeah, winter Guardian. break. I played like Dishonored and Final Fantasy, mm. and just. Now I'm just like buried under all these games. And, yeah. Oh. I also feel bad because I never finished three. Yeah. You so it's like, yeah, I feel bad for. No, you should feel bad. You, you should. But at least this one is, is Frank again, who I absolutely love. So good. Fantastic. Uh, so each of these packs is $10 unless you bought the season pass. Then you already have it for free. Uh, Evil Within 2. No. Maybe on the way. <laughs> As per a job listing from Japan. Okay. So we have to phrase this as though May. I'm like positive this game is. 100% coming. Why not? Uh, There's like almost no question. It sold really well, um, was received fairly well. Yeah. Uh, it okay. would make... Um, how did you feel about it? You didn't like I didn't it? play it. Oh, you oh. I'm just, you I'm said just, it was okay. I thought it was great. Well, the reviews were like sevens. I think <laughs> Lucy gave it an eight. Yeah, I, I, I think it was fantastic. Sevens think, isn't yeah, bad. I, think no, that's a that's, very, I said it was okay. That's a that's six. better than okay. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just saying like it wasn't a ten. No. Not everything. That's hardly any tens, though. Nine point seven or nines. 
Yeah. I didn't say it was bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually didn't like it that much. Like, I love horror games. I don't remember what, what it was that I didn't... Oh, I think it was too easy to exploit. Um, I found that I could just run past absolutely that's, everything. That's what, that was my problem with Outlast as well. They tried to assign yeah. me to this game, and I was just like, do you want me to die? And it was like, right around when I first started, too. I was just like, no. I really don't think it's that bad. I am just a baby. There are jump scares. so bad at horror. Yeah. Also, it has the scariest E3 booth ever because it's just a bunch of barbed wire and flesh. So, do you guys remember the vanishing of Ethan Carter? Yeah. Yes. There's that, the mines. Oh, yeah. That was a. I like well, nearly died. But also, like, <laughs> where crying. did that jump scare come from? I know. Like, I none, hate it. It's, not, it's pretty much not a horror game until you get down to the mines and there's jump scare insta fails. Yeah. Oh, that part sucks. I had to call somebody because I was doing. That was my one of my first wikis for yeah. freelance and. I had to finish it, and I was like crying. I was like, "Can you please talk yeah. to me while I have to play this game?" I was I was playing it at home for review, and I was playing in the dark with my headphones on, and I was totally <laughs> no. like, "This is." I was like, "This is." A, I'm reviewing this because it's a walking simulator, like Gone Home, and and all those games. And then all of a sudden, you get down there, and I'm like, "Where did this come from? <laughs> Where did this mud man in the mines come from?" Yeah, that's super Oof. weird. Yeah, uh, we were talking about evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, scarier game. It does have really dumb jump scares where just a lady appears in your yeah. face every now and then. But for the most part, I found like things are really easy to avoid. And but I did go to the launch event for this in Australia. It was really cool. It was at a theme park, and they had one of those mazes that they have at theme parks that jump was entire. Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> entirely decked out, and they actually printed like actors and stuff. Yeah, they so they actually printed yeah. assets like, from the put game your hand onto the walls. In the spaghetti. Oh, it's brains. Well, you weren't meant to touch anything. It was like just a maze, not a maze, and that you can just walk straight through it, and it's a pathway. But every corner, I would like walk around very slowly because I would expect someone to be in my face. Oh, yeah. like, it would, was you, tur- would you turn around the way you turn around in first-person horror games? Yes. Back away to the wall? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I drift when she I makes turn like in a, horror she games. She makes like a Y-turn. <laughs> That's playing Resident Evil 7 wow. and she like hit a wall and she's like, uh, uh. <laughs> well, it's, it's more smooth than that. It's so that if anything does a jump scare, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You see it coming. Okay. Okay. Uh, don't defend her. That's why I don't play them. Save yourself. Got to do the backwards walk. Yeah. Yeah. I think when I had to review a horror game for the first time, my strategy was to sprint through everything because mm-hmm. the idea I had was if I walk very, very quickly, nothing can jump and scare me. Everything's does, already moving fast. It does detract from the scares when you do it that. It totally did. Yeah. It also made me incredibly anxious for several days, but <laughs> it worked. Um, so this is expected to come out on PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, obviously, we have no idea, but the, the leak, I guess, the, it's a job listing that was in Japan, and according to a translation of the description, the position is for QA and translation for Psycho Break 2, mm-hmm. Psycho Break being the Japanese title for The Evil Within. Yeah, and uh, QA and translation are two things that come along relatively late in a game's development cycle, yeah. which yeah. is why a lot of people think that uh, it would be, it might be this fall, which... Uh, you know, given that Bethesda um, two years ago, you know, announced Fallout 4 at E3 and all of a sudden it was out in November or whenever. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll get that again. I love you know, that. We strategy. know Bethesda really has nice. Bethesda has their conference again this year. Um, yep. And so. Prey's coming out before that. Yeah, so Prey will be May. We're going to be talking about that. Yeah. Like, um, after Bethesda did that, everyone's just like, oh, that is a good idea. Maybe <laughs> if we give it to them almost immediately, yeah. more people will be interested. No, totally. Yeah. Watch Dogs huh. 2, Shadow of War. Um, Switch. Uh, but to be Switch. fair. Fallout had years of hype because everyone knew it was coming. Sure. Like four years of people being like, when's Fallout 4? Yeah. Like, people were asking that question leading up to that conference. So it's that, I don't think it is necessarily proof of success. going to happen with Half-Life. It doesn't fall out. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> They've I mean, been building that one. <laughs> not having to wait years for a game is always a nice thing. Multiple yeah. years sucks. Out. I'm okay yeah. with waiting one year. Yeah, that's okay. I, I don't see a game it. at multiple E3s. Like, you get tired. Yeah. yeah. Or you forget. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, this game. Yeah. It's all come out sometime soon. So it seems like Bethesda's E3 lineup is going to be Wolfenstein 2, Evil Within 2, Quake Champions. Uh, like how it said, it seems like it's going to be Wolfenstein 2, game not announced yet. But that's what we're predicting, right? Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen anything from Machine Games that or That was Tangle just Works from and... the uh, the start of the conference last year. Last year, yes, yes, yes. During the, they had the little computer thing. And yeah. The, the, Someone the, translated it immediately. And they they have to have enough. I mean, they, if they're having an E3 show, they have to have such yeah. a show. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it seems like it's obviously way too early for. Uh, Elder Scrolls 6, I would say. Um, well, based on those, which it guesses as it is now, uh, they still need one or two more things. Yeah, I mean, if Wolfenstein 2, Evil Within 2, some more quick stuff. There was a mention of a new IP. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, um, yeah, well, Bethesda, Todd Howard said that Bethesda is currently working on seven projects. Uh, Bethesda Software is working on seven projects, Oof. which is Fallout VR, Fallout DLC, <laughs> five more. Probably <laughs> okay, so, yeah, Elder so Scrolls 6. Elder Scrolls. When do you think we're going to get that? Wolfenstein Evil Within. No, no, no. Bethesda Softworks. Oh, you're right. Like Bethesda, Damn it. Like the Bethesda so neither the of those. Studio. 
Yeah. Oh, man. And we know they opened up. It's probably like a Fallout Shelter 2 or like a mobile thing that's coming out of their Canadian studio. Yep. They've talked about a new IP, so maybe a third pillar. Like, I wonder if we get the new IP this year. Yeah. I don't know. It seems crazy, though, because it's while it's technically not, we, we spoke about this a few weeks ago, that Prey is basically a new IP and that it's like a total reboot of the series. Sure. The mm-hmm. Prey name just worked. They yeah. had it, so they used it. It's like that is basically a new game from the ground up. Yeah. But it's just also like if Todd Howard's team is working on a new IP that you assume is in this, a similar mold as Fallout or Skyrim. Yeah. Like, what, 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 like what's the motif even? Like Western what is, Pirates. Western Pirates. If we're assuming that it's going to be like another open world Fallout Skyrim Space. game, which it likely yeah. is going to be. Yeah. Um, did Softworks see- make Fallout Shelter? Uh, it was their Canadian studio. Yeah. Mm. Space. Yeah, I could see like an actual like sci-fi, sci-fi. But no, that kind of that's my jam. That kind of competes with Prey right now. So right now, yeah, that's not that's, that's true. what I was thinking too. Is like yeah. Space is the obvious one because they're not going to do anything popular underground. They, Just kidding. I mean, like any modern sort of shooter or something. I don't yeah. really see it. Maybe Gothic horror. horror. That'd be cool. Horror. Bloodborne. Yeah, let's just make Bloodborne too. <laughs> All right, yeah. cool. <laughs> um, and on that note. Uh, 2017 kind of rules for games so far. So, so far, aside from platform exclusives uh, from other people like Zelda, which we have to give a shout out to, uh, we've had Halo Wars 2, Mass Effect, obviously, Resident Evil, and upcoming we have Ukulele, Prey, Injustice 2, Middle Earth, Shadow of War, Crackdown 3, Cuphead, Sea of Thieves, South Park, Red Dead, Assassin's Creed, uh, which we're assuming is set in Egypt. That's the rumor right now. Yeah. Destiny 2, Battlefront 2, yeah. Yeah. Call of Duty. It's a super exciting year for games. Um, I really like Mass Effect, even with complaints, so. Yeah, and totally I, deserves to be there. I think it's it also just came off the back of two absolutely amazing games. Oh, so it's God, people yeah. keep comparing it to that, and, and it sucks. It's like yeah. there's just so much the open world spot. right now. Yeah. It's yeah. hard not to just be like, good well, one for scanning. Is. All three of those games have a lot of scanning. <laughs> they really do. Good scanning. <laughs> the year's scanning. scanning. Awesome, really? Marty. Yeah. You're the scan. Zelda? Uh, Zelda? Well, I, I take pictures of things, and then it goes into my... Technically, yeah. you have scanning yeah. as a database. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... People are already... like I feel like I can't make a decision on that yet, but it feels like it's already one of the best years for games like in a long time yeah, well, dude, it's definitely yes. one of the best first quarters like yeah totally. yeah it's it's, nice. it's like overwhelmingly amazing um april's so, gonna slow down probably right oh no, ukulele and persona 5 okay. persona 5 yeah okay and we kicked yeah. off the year with guardians for me april yeah. 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 neo yeah uh so people have been doing these lists <laughs> that i really like which is a favorite game for every year since i was born mm-hmm. okay. so people are basically going through every single year they've been alive and listing their favorite games obviously we don't have time for that but i thought that i would challenge everyone here to, about we got like 10 minutes yeah, we'll be fine. Uh, to their favorite game, the year they were born. Dustin. Got it. So I narrowed it down to two. There's Dig Dug, which was awesome. That is a really fun game to play. Mm-hmm. Pro tip, if you tap and pump at the same time, you can blow the little monsters up faster. Oh, you get more points for, for, no. <laughs> for digging the Dig the Dug dirt. in real life. But uh, I think I got to give the edge to Miss Pac-Man, which also came out in 1982. Yeah. Uh, it was copywritten in 1981, but released in 1982. So Pac-Man rules. Ed's, Ed's it in there. Okay. That is just a fun game, man. You sit down at any bar today and just pop in a few quarters, and yeah. you can play for a while. I liked Pac-Man when I was a kid. Now I don't. Did you, have you played like championship, like the new ones? I still yeah, really like I, it. Yeah, dude, Miss Pac-Man. Also, Miss Pac-Man is legitimately the first game I ever remember playing with a relationship. Like they yeah. fall in love, mm-hmm. and yeah. in the acts, they have a baby. It probably is one of the first to ever do yeah. that, which is such a weird thought. Yeah, I think no championship is a lot more fun now. Oh yeah, I mean I the new like, ones really have like modernized it. The old ones. Yeah, yeah, it's made things more competitive as well. You should play uh, Pac-Man Two Fifty Six, the iPhone game. Ooh. It's by the Crossroad people. It's really good. That's the one oh. where it constantly goes. Yeah, where you're like going yeah. always upwards, like an endless pack. I've seen people play that. It looks. Exhausting. It is. There's a free demo. It's fun. That's yeah. how I just feel about Pac-Man. It's exhausting. It kind of is. You gotta eat all the dots. Um, oh, ghosts chasing you. <laughs> <laughs> They're scary. <laughs> I was born in 1993, and I think I've only played two games that came out that year, which is uh, Link's Awakening and Doom. Both are awesome. If I had to choose between rules. the two, it would be Link's Awakening. They gave us great games. Yeah. I'm old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to make a video where uh, you take a raft out into the ocean in Breath of the Wild, and you keep going until... Gets rainy that, until it gets rainy, and you go to the edge of the of the ocean map, and then we just cut to the beginning of Link's Awakening. Perfect. Oh, I have uh, the opening of Link's I, Awakening. I probably just have Darren make that video. Actually, yeah. All right, do it right now. We didn't. We need to edit that out. No, uh, <laughs> nobody else make that video, please. <laughs> or what um, if he he sails, he goes to the Wind Waker, Wind Waker, and then to I like Link's all this. Beginning. I like all this. Just yeah. a super cut of sailing and Zelda games. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Yeah, perfect. Uh, Marty, what's yours? Uh, I was born in 1986. The original Legend of Zelda. 
Um, is mine. That game is incredible. Obviously, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just remembering how incredible it was as I slowly play through Breath of the Wild. Um, but I also give a shout out to 1998's uh, Super Mario Bros. 3 because for several years, I thought I was two years younger than I actually was. They did. <laughs> it's a real thing. That, that was happened. a real thing. Yeah. yeah, but so I was never 28. I like how you brought it up again like you're proud of it. I'm not proud of it. It's just I'm so ashamed of it that I keep bringing it up to make sure it never happens again. <laughs> I'm pretty much need a reminder. Well, it's, it's called self-negging. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's great. Uh, how about you, Miranda? Uh, so it was also born in 93. Uh-huh. Good, year. Uh, good year. Yeah, it was. Very good year. And I played, or the only one from 93 that I've played was Aladdin for the second Genesis, which is also a fantastic game anyway. So yeah. Very good. So you get, like, second people best doing... Aladdin game from 1993. <laughs> no. I really like the Super Nintendo one. Yeah. Shinji Mikami, shout out to Evil Within 2 coming soon. Maybe. Possibly. Um, so let's move on to... We don't have a name for this, but uh, because Ryan <laughs> out, questions. you can call it rapid fire. <laughs> we are taking questions. Um, obviously, not going to be doing trivia this week because I would have to do it, and I don't want to give up a potential point um, because I'm a selfish jerk. Fair. So, first question we have is from David. Anyway. S- Shut up, Destin. <laughs> from David Scatchy. Uh, what's the longest gaming marathon session you've all done? Ten hours, twenty-four hours, forty-eight hours. I mean, I- I've done twenty-four. Jesus. But, I think I've done 24. Uh, oh, yeah, I've, I've done so, 24. What? So I think maybe maybe <laughs> I capped out around like 26. So I went after the 24 mark. Me and my uh, stepbrothers challenged each other to stay up the longest. So we just played Killer Instinct and like N64 games that we had rented like all night long. It was yeah, right when the console came out and it was really, really fun. Killer yeah. Instinct for that long is crazy. Like mine that I did for over 24 hours, there had to have been a break in there somewhere. It was Deadly Premonition. Yeah. Like I'm thinking, like that, there's no way that game is that long. No. But we yeah. played it on hard and did a lot of restarting, yeah. so it's like it, it was probably around 15, yeah, maybe. I mean, you also recently you beat Breath of the Wild in four days. Yeah, so that was like multiple 12 hour sessions. Yeah, I mean, like oh, I would have played um, Neverwinter for around 24 hours for sure. I do the streaming thing sometimes after work, and then people are like, you know you've been live for like 10 hours. And I'm like, oh, my God. I need really? to go to bed. <laughs> oh, well. oh, my God, it's tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When yeah. I was playing Zelda, the point that I figured that I would need to stop playing is because I was playing handheld the whole time. My wrists would start to hurt. And I was like, you know what? I should probably put this down now. Yeah. Yeah. You'd also like, be like tweeting long. stuff out at 4 in the morning, and I'd be like, go to bed. <laughs> you have, so we have to work. That game down. Game. Like I was, When I first got it, I was staying up till like 3 every night because I just would, did not want to stop well, playing. I like how I would get mad at you. I would be like coming home from a bar at like 2.30 and I'd see you tweeting about Zelda. I'm like, you gotta go to bed. You're the one out. You know? <laughs> I guess it goes as cool because it's social, but whatever. Not really. No, I mean, Breath of the Wild. There are a few things I'm going to say are better than bars and Breath of the Wild is one of them. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Miranda? Uh, yeah, Fallout 3. I think. Nice. Oh, well. It's a good Played one. for ah, a very a long game. time. Yeah. yeah. It is a really very good happy. game. The only thing that comes to mind for me was uh, I played through, it was the night before we flew to E3 a couple of years ago and I played through The Last of Us in one sitting. So I remember we got oh, yeah, Colin, right. Colin reviewed it for us. We had a review one build, seven. and I was like, "Hey, I could have it this one night." And we fly to E three in the morning, and so I started it at Jeez, no. like after work and just played it until pretty much like two hours before my flight. That game is so heavy it. that that seems exhausting. It yeah. took me months to finish that game. Yeah, partially because I didn't have the PS three was playing it on or whatever it was, but yeah, yeah, um, it was PS three. Yeah, yeah. PS3. Um, so yeah, I remember playing it. I was playing it with my girlfriend at the time, and she was like super invested in the story. Fell asleep at one point, and then woke back up, and I was playing as Ellie, and she was like, "What the hell happened there? <laughs> How did you become her?" I, I, that's one of like a, <laughs> a small yeah. chunk of games that I have to put down when I played it because it was every combat encounter is so tense. Yeah, yeah. that was that my, I would be like, "Oh, my yeah. anxiety was through the roof." That absolutely, it's yeah. like the biggest reason I didn't enjoy it was because it was so tense and because I felt so incompetent in combat and honestly because I'm bad at the game but just because it's, of like how it handles it's designed like that yeah, I mean you're I not supposed to be I did not like that it's not supposed to be a power mushroom fantasy. face boys like that's, cordyceps yeah. that's, uh, I, I would run past combat every chance I had yeah I mean that's a smart thing to do you usually can't unfortunately yeah. I've, so, I've spoken yeah. to Monty about that I have done that in Halo a bunch mm-hmm. like I like when games give you the option to do that especially like one of the first games that I remember playing tirelessly is Jet Force Gemini and that basically has a door that only opens if you clear the room of enemies mm-hmm. yeah. so I played a ton of Halo because I played those games over too many times uh, where I would just run through certain levels and you can run through without killing anyone it's I love that option. Yeah. Well, my favorite thing about like Splinter Cell or even Left 4 Dead. Yeah. Or not Left 4 Dead. Definitely uh, not Left 4 Dead. Us, Last of Us is like the stealth mechanics. Yeah. yeah. And like hiding and playing through perfectly and not getting spotted. You you can't, basically can't do that yeah. in uh, Last of Us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's very difficult too. Yeah. Uh, but like Splinter Cell on the hardest difficulty. So I'm obsessive about reloading saves. 
Mm-hmm. So eventually I'm just like, look, I just want to finish this game. I won't if I play that way. So I'm gonna skip, to skip going to skip the combat as yeah. much often as I can. So like, shout out I love that game. Dishonored 2. Uh, yeah. Gives you yeah. quick saves. Yeah. Just, it's just a trigger. A quick mm-hmm. save and then you reload the quick save. And like that's such a good way to approach a stealth game. Like I try not to do that anyway because it feels like cheating. Yeah. I like paying for my consequences or yeah. getting consequences for when yeah, I screw up. That's why I like From Saucers. I'm doing that with Mass Every right There is no... Like it, it auto saves every every action yeah, auto saves. Like, well, this is it. You have one save file. Yep. Yeah. Deal with it, dude. Yeah. Uh, Mass Effect auto saves every like two minutes. It's yeah. fantastic because like I'll make a master save, then I'm like, I just want to see what happens if I go the other way. They have lots of good saves. They also have chapter saves. So yeah. when you restart a new chapter. Oh, that's cool. Like, yeah. Oh, that's constantly nice. does that. Yeah. I have like 90 saves, and there's no limitation on how many times you can save. It's the which best. Is great. Yeah. Fallout Three. I had so many because oh, yeah. there was achievements for like getting to a certain level as like good versus bad. So I would just like reload two levels before that level yeah, yeah. steal a bunch of stuff kill a bunch of people and then it would level me up and I would yeah. be there so like I yeah. cheated the achievements and there's neutral as well like that yeah, one's that where you just want to see what the bad option is like I yeah. still don't know yeah. I just want to blow it up yeah. Yeah. It's just once that's yeah. all R. and R. now I hit the nice penthouse that's all yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next question is from Jeremy Bennett who asks with Miranda coming on which what? anime series would be the next best Xbox exclusive the anime um, I think so Fun fact, when I saw this question, I wanted to shout out that Stein's Gate visual novel was originally out on the Xbox 360 in Japan. did not oh. come out here. Just in Japan. It's so weird. It eventually came out here on yeah. PS4 and Vita. Um, but if it were to be some exclusive, it'd have to be some sort of action game. Like, I don't see a JRPG being That's something they pick up. Yeah. Um, and I would want to see... The easy option would be Fullmetal Alchemist. That's what exactly what I was going to say. I mean, it's, it's well known. Games, right? Huh? Have they ever made any? Uh, I th- that I've seen not, probably not good ones at least. Think, like, yeah, yeah a lot ones. of anime games are just kind of meh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Berserk. or don't don't make it here. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, Fullmetal Alchemist would be really cool. Like, yeah, maybe like your abilities work in a prototype kind of way. Yeah, so just morph into things. That'd be sweet. There's a lot of ways they could do that. Yeah. Um, that or there's a superhero anime that are like called Gotchman Crowds, and it's they like transform. They have suits and stuff so i think yeah. that would be a good action game yeah that'd be awesome i want uh from software miyazaki's next game to be evangelion oh michael zaki michael zaki's next game to be evangelion yeah but do you think that would be on xbox uh probably give not, michael zaki enough money nope. yeah, you Bloodborne, xbox PlayStation. gets michael zaki's evangelion <laughs> there, there totally have been evangelion games yeah but not good ones yeah that's the thing with most properties yeah yeah they're TV old or never came here or yeah. they weren't good apparently yeah. the avatar game's pretty bad like that mm-hmm. sucks but Death Note by Telltale. Cora, the Cora game was awful. That would be cool, dude. Yeah, oh, that'd be real Death Note's on Netflix right now, yeah. so it's on everybody's mind. I mean, also, that would be cool. Uh, yeah, wanted, a Telltale Death Note game. I wanted a Telltale yeah. Cowboy Bebop game. Hmm? Ooh, I a Telltale Cowboy Bebop so game. Cool. I love that show. I kind of want to Telltale everything. It, that's like I'm <laughs> thinking. It's just kind of cheating. I want a Telltale Archer. I want Telltale Scooby Doo. Yeah. Well, I would Scooby-Doo? absolutely play all of the things we've mentioned. <laughs> yeah, I've Telltale pitched game. Telltale Scooby-Doo to like Kevin Bruner so many times. Yes, I love Scooby-Doo. Whoa. Yeah. That'd be pretty great. Yeah. Oh, not, yeah. not Scrappy-Doo, though. That, that, that yeah, a lot sucks. of people, we like to ignore him. Yeah, he's a, Scrappy he's a, he's a real... No, we don't talk about him. Go to the next one. All right, <laughs> uh, okay. The it's next weird. question is from Chris Langan. Question for the room. Is there a game that you love playing that not many other people played? For example, I'm a huge fan of Battle Stations Midway for 360. Okay. Probably. I don't know. talk about Deadly Premonition all the time. That's like kind yeah. of as a cult following. Yeah, I suppose. Like that game, not a ton of people played. Uh, it has zero out of tens, and it has ten out of tens. It's really divided, but yeah. I mean, I guess not that many people played it. I love that game. It's my I, favorite game. I feel like mine was Killer Instinct back on. I mean, it was kind of big though, so I don't know. But not yeah, a but you're lot like of people. a huge Killer Instinct fan, which I, you don't meet that often. Yeah, yeah, I was. So like when it was now City Three, I was super stoked, and I just feel like not a lot of people were. Or as much as I was anyway. And uh, it's just because I have a, a connection with that game. Yeah. yeah, totally. So, I feel like I constantly need to spread the good word of Dota 2. <laughs> no one's ever played that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think like everyone never needs to it. experience it once in a while. Every day at like 5 or 5.30, I'm getting ready to sort of shut down my computer and I get a Steam notification that Mitchie D is playing Dota 2. I'm, I'm the like, last of the Dotas here. I'm like, I'm, I know Mitch is going home from Motive. He gets home to his snowy Plays Montreal... Dota. Igloo and it turns on Dota like we every damn time. Yeah. yeah, I feel like also Mia Smata and Gods will be watching. Like those are kind yeah. of recent games. Um, that I feel like they're games that do a lot of things wrong, but the stuff that they do right, everyone should so see. Yeah. yeah, so being like totally serious about not Dota. Uh, <laughs> there are a lot of GameCube games based on like party games for like Cartoon Network characters and stuff that but I they were fun. loved. Yeah. yeah, they were so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there's like a Mickey Mouse game. I forget. It was like a a theme park game almost and that was That's really cool. good yeah there's a really there was a pretty good Mickey Mouse kart racer or Disney kart racer actually yeah. I think it might have been in 64 but mm-hmm. you know 
I played a lot of uh, Zoo Tycoon mm-hmm. uh, when it came out yeah. on Xbox One. Uh, Congrats. Style Savvy on the 3DS is very good. Yeah. Fashion Forward. Uh, Marty, did you give an answer? Uh, no, I only play uh, the most popular of AAA games. Uh, and, I mean, <laughs> Device 6 is one of my favorite games of the last five years, and I probably most of our audience doesn't know what that is. So check it out. It's an iOS game, Device 6. It's great. Cool. Oh, um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links is a pretty big one. It's on iOS. Also, just a good game that I think. Yeah. The man has a ton of hair. That. Just a ton of lightning hair. Just everywhere. Okay. And- lots of hair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Robbie Smart said, if you had all the money, time, and skill in the world, who would you most want to cosplay as? <gasps> Mine is Teriel from Diablo. Always will be. I love that man. I can't make that armor, though. He's like, he has kind of transparent floaty bits. Mm-hmm. And then I have his sword. I you have own that. all the money and time in the world. You could make that armor. Yeah, yeah. but right now I can't. Yeah, I, this, is, this is Robbie's world. In Robbie's world, I'm Terrell from Diablo. Like a really good Batman, I guess. That's so boring. What? Like Batman's Batman. not boring. His parents died. Like Batman. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's kind of the point, right? I thought, you were, I, thought I spoiled no. that Batman's parents died no. for you. <laughs> I thought of a really good game everyone should play. What? Fusion Frenzy. Fusion Frenzy. Frenzy's awful. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> I had good times playing that game. Don't forget it. Yeah. It's want, more of a just don't forget so it. So if least. you had <laughs> limited time and money, would you cosplay as Fusion Frenzy? No. Fusion Frenzy? How do you do that? I don't There's know. So many you characters. have infinite time and money. You can figure it out. All right, you do all of them. Yeah. Nice. I like Robbie Smart's world. Who would I want to be? Sounds great. That's hard because like there's so many characters I want to cosplay. Like I'm kind of trying to get back into that. Yeah, me too. It's hard. It takes a lot of time and like I'm, especially I'm, if you do it off the work, it, it's not easy. Yeah, for me, like if I'm in a cosplay, I just have to buy the cosplay. I can't make it because I don't have the material or the space. I tend to buy and tailor. Yeah. So I'll buy something and then That's I'll add armor parts or I'll, I'll like tailor it. So. It kind of like is like so, off off. Yeah, I guess the one that I most want to cosplay right now is Kana from Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. It's a good anime. She's really cute. Little girl. I've never done an anime one, but uh, there was an idea floated of a bunch of IGN girls doing um, Sailor Scouts. Yeah. That would be really cool. Like we should just organize that at some point in time. It'd be we super should. fun. And uh, that is it. Oh, no, there's one that we can't, we can't not answer. Very important. Uh, Mario Garcia asked, where's our Duck Dynasty review? That's a good question. So, we finished Mass Effect. We, we did finished it. We playing finished playing through Mass Effect, Mass Effect 1. 1. Yeah. The entire Let's Play series I'll is, your is up. I'll reaction to thing. Well, I made a joke because he kept talking about his implants, and I made an implants joke. I looked over at Alana, and I was like, did you hear my joke? And then Saren shot himself in the head, and I was like, oh, that was a really bad time to make that joke. Yeah, so that ended interestingly. Uh, look, I think that series is, is so dumb. Like, it was weird for you to play through Mass Effect 1. Sure. Not doing a lot of side stuff and experiencing for yourself, but we also had a ton of fun. We like a bunch yeah. of dumb jokes. There's yeah. one episode where we got drunk, so we couldn't remember where we were at the next. Yeah, episode. <laughs> probably wasn't the best best game. It for was the a two terrible game play. for us to play. Yeah. which is why the ultimatum was that Marty said he would quit if he didn't finish all three Mass Effect games by the time Andromeda. Did. Is this is the, I'm doing this as charity. <laughs> Make a wish. You, you quit? Yeah, I'm doing this as charity. Who Shouldn't you have left quit? yesterday? No, I'm not working as charity. I'm free. It's free. I'm an unpaid intern. Oh, oh. cool. Nice. Can we have your paycheck. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is it salary? I forgot. Put it up. <laughs> All right, sweet. You each get a dollar. <laughs> so uh, you, you obviously fail and, and did not quit. That's wow. Not an Christ. Well, you did fail. You haven't finished all three Mass Effect games. The game came out yesterday. Yeah, I did. Really, it's month. your fault. So you can do it too. And in no way mine. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's, yeah, it's partially Dustin's fault. It's like five percent Dustin's fault, thirty percent Alana's fault. And then remainder my fault. Let's throw some of Don't that at that math. 65. <laughs> Could you tell that's why I said remainder? Yeah. And then the rest is mine. <laughs> uh, so the catch is that because Marty didn't finish Mass Effect, I said he either has to quit. Which I did. Or review Duck Dynasty. Yes. It's happening. Marty is going to review Duck Dynasty. Uh, we're going to do some Let's Plays. Yep. And it's going to be terrible and exciting. You're going to get that Duck Dynasty review. Yeah, we already told Dan. Dan's very excited for it. It's, yep. it's, I'm reviewing it right after I finish ukulele. Um, you'll, you'll have to do that. Like yeah, next, you've submitted it'll a, be like next week. You submitted a video support it's, request. It's almost I can't wait official. to see it in covers. <laughs> it's like all it's absolutely it in covers. Fran's gonna go on the parents gonna go on the site and be like, "What the hell is happening Ray, to my baby?" Justice, Zelda, <laughs> Duck Dine, what? You know how we all have those like IGN profile photos? Can we get them to take one of you? That's just a really terrible, unflattering photo of you with a goofy face, and then just put that as the header. Sure, <laughs> Duck Dynasty. Yeah, that's totally fine. I'm very we have excited. to if we're gonna do less plays, we have to get just like top nine drunk. Yeah, but we're not supposed to say that on the podcast in case someone watches. We just get top nine drunk and then don't tell them that we did that. Secrets. Who watches? Yeah. 
Fine. You're probably right. He's German. Yeah. Also, I told Dan I'm going to write it at a bar, and I'm not going to use the backspace key. That's <laughs> <laughs> just forward momentum. No. <laughs> it's just pure forward he momentum. He said yes. Dan said yes. He it's said fine. yes. It's actually <laughs> happening. So uh, we will talk about that on the show next week and about how that is progressing, assuming it has. Yeah. And oh, uh, aside from that, absolutely follow our Twitters for updates on Monty's Mass Effect no, Duck Dynasty review. Uh, One of the same. 2K17. Um, Dustin, what are you working on right now? Uh, oh, just uh, just some clips and kind of going into a lot of time management stuff with because a bunch of people work with me, so I'm just kind of making sure that we're buttoned up on th- some Big things. Boss man, sort of. Yeah, uh, I am doing a crafting video for Mass Effect where I teach you guys how to make some really dope sniper, like a sniper rifle that shoots plasma seeking shots that then detonate once they hit their target. It's right, really freaking cool. excessive. <laughs> uh, the most metal I built thing I've ever heard. all these weapons that are so stupid overpowered. They're great. That's awesome. Yes. Um, for me, I just did uh, a video for our Extreme Gaming series. It's supposed to publish next week. Oh, yeah. Keep an eye on that. I'm not going to say exactly what it is. I posted some photos that like, you'll be able to kind of infer. Were you underwater? Yeah, it looked like you were underwater. I was not underwater. Okay, that was my guess. The opposite taste. I give it a zero. What, what if a... <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. That was really good. Marty. Uh, I don't think I've done anything. I'm working on a ukulele. Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, didn't, I don't think I posted anything hey, this week. do you want some work? Because I can give you some. I am <laughs> doing a lot of work. None of this is on the site. Um, I'm working on the Mass Effect review, and we also have some cool anime features going up, I think, too, uh, to kind of round up the winter anime season, so the best of those and two worst. And then also, for anime, you should binge before next season starts, because there's some really cool season twos coming out. The interview you conducted oh, yeah, uh, for Mass too. Effect, also going live tomorrow, Thursday at 9 a.m., so this might be live after that anyway yeah, we're, we're really bad at figuring yeah. out when things it's about alive. alien sex mm-hmm. yeah. yeah enjoy and on that note <laughs> stay tuned for more thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode uh what will we talk about next week don't know could be more alien sex you'll have to find out definitely be more alien sex bye bye